You're listening to the Theology Mom podcast. And now, here's Theology Mom, Krista Bontrager. <laughs> hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to All the Things, our New Year's Eve edition. Oh, Woo, we're yes finally here. Yes, yes, yes. Woo, Woo it's 2019. The Come, last day. And the last day of the decade. Yes. Can't even. Wow. Well, welcome to All the Things. New Year's Eve edition is the show where we talk about all things related to God, the Bible, and real life. I am Monique Dusan. And I am Krista Bontrager, known other places as Theology Mom. Most other places, <laughs> even around here. Yeah. <laughs> and helping us out, we have... Special guest. Hey, hello. We have Bob, the official button pusher hello and there. Emily home from college. Emily's here. Abby's somewhere. Abby's hiding on Let's the stairs. No, yes. I'm she... in my PJs. There she is. <laughs> this there is she our is. set here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the keep it real edition. I feel like we've been exposed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yes. And um, thank you for joining us. Please join us in our live chat box. On, or on Facebook, you can join us live in the chat box on YouTube. Um, or... Hi, Juwad. Yes, hello, hello. Hi, Laura. Um, getting the big wave from Laura. And yes. We're just going to have a lot of fun tonight. It, it's going to be what it is, folks. It is going <laughs> to be what it is. Now, people can also call in and join us live. Yes. Okay, I'm excited about this. I just want, please call in because I am so excited about this. I want to okay. see you. I want to talk to you. So yes. here's, here's the instructions on how we're going to do this. Uh, everything will be in, decently in an order. So you're going to go on Zoom. Decently and in order. You yes. sound like you've been to Pastor Keo Moore's church. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yes. So join the show. You're going to go on Zoom.us, and you're going to click on a big button there that's going to say join a meeting, and you're going to type in this number. We're going to have it um, on the graphic card, but also on the lower third uh, periodically throughout the show. So if you have a webcam or a microphone or you just want to, Join in on your phone. There's also a Zoom app that you can download mm -hmm. for free. But you can join the fun. You could ask us a question. You could just let us see your your beautiful face. Because yes. so many of you were so curious about. We we're, we always are asking, I wonder, I wonder what so-and-so looks like. I wonder yes. who they are. Yes. So we would love to talk to you. So we have the super secret number that you can call and join us on the air so please do please don't be, shy. don't be shy yes don't be shy if i had your number i would call you okay <laughs> that is how serious i am i would call you we don't want to have a party and have nobody come you know so be fun join in the frivolity and help us out now you frivolity see i didn't know we was having that kind of party y'all but okay <laughs> We got this cool cake here. Yes. Uh, stylings by Abigail Bontrager. Yes, it is wonderful. I cannot wait to eat it. Gluten-free. It is my favorite. Gluten-free, yes. <laughs> yes, all cakes should be gluten-free. Because a certain person in our household yep. needs things to be gluten-free. Yes. So it's how we love. So yes. we have the gluten-free cake. We're going to cut it a little later. We have a, a knife and plates and forks here off camera to enjoy the cake a little later. <laughs> Don't you wish I you were just going to reach in there and just take a bite out of it. No, no? well there, no, there's that. <laughs> All right. So, so we have some fun things. 
plans. So again, call us. Go on Zoom. Call us. And join in the fun because we want this to be a party. Also join us in the chat box. And I'm trying to monitor on Facebook. I have this fancy new device that I'm giving a try here. So if we hopefully we'll do better at monitoring comments on Facebook. Okay. I, I'm trying too. And my computer, people, if someone would like to just say a prayer for my computer, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. All right. Okay. So we have a big uh, announcement. Yes. We have a new website. Yes. Woo. All the things has a new website. It's all the things show dot com dot com. Yes, go check it out. Um, we still it, have to add some of the show notes. We're we're doing the backlog of the show notes. We have to manually do each one. We can't just import them. But I've got like the five most recent shows up there, and we'll keep working on adding them um, in the coming weeks. Yeah, but, but but every show going forward will be there. Yeah, so, yes. so the, kind of the new home for the show. So yes. go bookmark it, and if you want to. Get, I don't know what's happening over there. There's, There's like some of- sound effects. I don't know what's going on over there on the stairs. But, um, okay, so, yeah, go check out our website, allthethingsshow.com. Yes, big things happening for all the things in 2020, y'all. Y'all don't even know. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to have to read off your computer because I can't do anything with mine right okay. now. Okay. All right. It's a nice um, paperweight. It. It is expensive. There it is. There it is. Okay. So we launched our show in March. March. That's crazy. That's nine months ago. I know. And And you had no idea what I was doing. No. (laughs) No. I sort of tricked her into this. No, it was like, hey, you want to sit down and let's just play this out one time. One time, nine months later. (laughs) Here we are. are. But that's okay. So I asked, uh, Bob to pull up uh, a clip from our very first show. This is going to be really interesting. I think I could have possibly been in my pajamas. <laughs> Who knows? I didn't think anybody would really watch. And so there it was just this one time. And, you know, you were still sort of recovering from PTSD. There was that. <laughs> I hadn't even been home a year. Yeah. No, there was that. Yeah. You'd only been home about eight months or so. Yeah. And so... I asked Bob to pull up a clip here, so we'll see what he picked. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we ready? Let's see here. For our very first show. This is, the, this is, this is from March. Okay. March 16th. Wow. All right. Here wow. we go. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. I literally cannot even right now. <laughs> no. I look like I was recovering from a lot right, of things. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just got out of rehab. Yeah. Uh, some questions. So we're just kind of doing a test live stream here. The camera's of, a lot lower. Uh, us asking or answering questions on theology, the Bible, your li- uh, real life situation, and how they apply. We don't even and, know where to look. Uh, Monique's claim to fame. We both have our <laughs> goals. Yes, here we go. We will we'll be you. Yeah. Like, we what are we doing? Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Old Viola Grad. Can you see? Yes. 
There it is. I don't know where I'm looking. That's the official t-shirt. Mine's um, a little older than yours. I got mine in 1986. Yes. Were you wow. even born yet? In yes. My children are laughing right now. Because I always tell the Only story. A few. I think you got your sweatshirt yesterday. I got mine yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Oh, so, the camera's a lot lower. And I'm a lot uh, heavier. Yeah. Are you streaming? We're good. There, wow. All right. I'm watching right now. You have three people watching. They're all in this room. Awesome. Who we, had, we had three people so watching. That voice you heard off mic is uh, my sarcastic teenager. Uh, and she's monitoring the live chat. So if you want to talk to us on the YouTube live chat box, you can do that. And if you swear at us. Uh, I'm sh- just waiting to throw you out. Abby didn't get to throw anyone out for swear. My husband's oh my gosh, over there mess. doing the, the live It's looking so much better now. Trying to we have a throw a third arm so that he can. And the camera's uh, a little higher. Punch all the and buttons I'm at, at the right About 40 pounds heavier. So wow. We're excited to Locking think about doing a live stream. We only had one camera. I mean, on a regular cam- basis. I'm only using this one. Talk about oh, we only have one camera. I think we had others here. I don't know what we're doing. No, we did. We had two because I was looking over there at one point. Here's our live chat view. Oh, there we go. It needs a little work, but. I can't believe you guys let me go out looking like this. All right. My phone's what? going off. All right. Family. It's my aunt. I don't know if we should read the text messages I know. and stuff while we're live. Yeah. But you know, it's okay. Awesome. So. <laughs> Yeah. Hello. Hello. Listen, Abigail. We just had the walls. We so hadn't put let's hang talk up the about block you. yet. Uh, All right, there it is. Let people know a little bit more about you. Abby, you <laughs> have <Hello>. background <laughs> in ministry. All right. Social work. Yes. That's enough of that. Work. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's say hello to some people. <laughs> Tracy, hello, Kimba. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. Can y'all see yeah. how they let me go out that first show? <laughs> the devil. You guys cannot believe y'all just let me out there willy nilly with your braids. My hair was setting. <laughs> <laughs> Willy nilly, y'all. I was just out there. Whoa. Yeah, if you know what it is to have to braid your hair to set it, then you know. Some of, my, some of y'all out there know. I know you know. Why don't you call in so I can know if you know? All right. Let's, <laughs> all right, let's give that number. How okay. Are, we, we Seriously, we want people to call in. Yes, if you're just joining us, you have the chance to call in. We would love to talk with you live. It's a Zoom number. There's the number on the screen on the lower third, 332-483-5118. That's not a phone number. No, it's a Zoom number. So you got to go to zoom.us on the internet. Go on, mm-hmm. type that into your browser. There'll be a big button that says join a meeting. Type in that number. Or you can download the free Zoom app. Yes. If you just have like a phone or your iPad and just use the camera that's built into your phone or your iPad. If you're using a landline and your internet still makes that <laughs> noise, don't call us from that because that's not going to work. <laughs> but we would still appreciate, you know, yes, we a want, or hello. We want people to call. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. So, so favorite guest. Mike Mike is probably my favorite. Mike Gurney. Yeah. Yeah. I think he might be our only guest we've had on twice. Yeah, he is. And so which was your favorite with him? The... Uh, Capitalism is, is not evil. Okay. Yeah. Is, capital, is, is capitalism, capitalism evil, evil. episode? Mm-hmm. Because right. I was a capitalism skeptic. <laughs> and so he really helped to set me straight on capitalism and the benefits of capitalism um, and why I should be capitalistic in, 
in certain a principle, respects. A principle yeah, of, capi- of, of capitalism. And right. So I thought that was super helpful and insightful. Um, I enjoyed the one that he did about seminaries as well. Is seminary a waste of time? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. People need to go to seminary. If you are not, if you're trying to lead flock in the sheep <laughs> and you have not been to seminary, please enroll so we can make sure that we are all on the same path going together. In the historic Christian faith. Historic, yes. We're not just making stuff up. No, no. Let's make sure that we are all going on the same road. That's right. What was your favorite show? You know, this was a, I was thinking about this. My favorite guest was probably our friend Cynthia Hampton. Mm. Uh, she was the She's former sweet. Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I served with her actually on the board for Women in Apologetics. That's, we, how, we, uh, yeah, that's how we met. Uh, super sweet gal. She's an accountant, actually, and uh, for the county. But she has a great story. And I, I think that that was the interview that really impacted me the most of her story coming out of the, the Watchtower Society. It really made me so much more compassionate about our JW mem- neighbors. <laughs> what are you doing? Please forgive are you, me. Are you, I, are I you was a trying, I was trying very hard to see the comments coming through, but my laptop is being funny, so I was looking at it on my phone, and my phone volume was... Don't mind me. Pay no attention <laughs> to me. We're professionals here. I, so, yeah, I think yeah. my favorite interview was probably Cynthia Hampton. Mm. So... And definitely, I think one of our most popular shows of the year hmm. uh, was her interview. So Interesting. All right, no. fa- favorite moments. You go first. Okay, my favorite moment uh, was recently <laughs> the, 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 the clip from the woman preacher. Uh, Kia Moore. Pa- Pastor Kia Moore. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. You got to have an attitude with it. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Don't do it this way. Yes. Now, I did go on her Twitter feed today and her Instagram feed. She's actually, I want to commend her. She's doing some good ministry. She's a church planner. Mm. And I think she might be in the Memphis area oh, wow. and doing some some good work there. I don't want to completely dogpile on her, but, but yeah. But that was funny. I mean, let's, the... like she's going to look back at that clip to me and be like, what was I doing? Ba-ba-ba-ba. What Woo. was I doing? Yeah. But, you know, we want to... Um, uh, I just, uh, it was a good example of, um, you know. Why you should go to seminary. <laughs> there it is, just laying it out. Yeah. Yes, this is the show where we keep it real, folks. Okay, so what was uh, some of your favorite moments? Um, Favorite moment was, well, by far, the one where I stayed after and, is there something going on with my hair? Like, well, it I, just I, has I, glitter. I don't know oh, what's yeah. going on. Well, I have glitter all over my face. What, what's happening with yes. the glitter? If you can see my eyes, my eyes are just all glitter. I love glitter. I love, love, love glitter. Like I have a problem with glitter. I have a jar of glitter in my room <laughs> just because I love glitter. Yes. Okay. Abby took pictures with me. We had glitter pictures. That's right. I love glitter. I love that picture. Anyway, favorite moment was the one where I stayed after the show and just stayed in the chat box talking with viewers. I love that. They had a lot of questions for you. That was fun. We were trying to find that episode back and we couldn't remember which one it was, Mm -hmm. but there was one episode where Monique stayed on about an extra half hour, 45 minutes and just kept talking to people and answering more of their questions. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think another good one. Um, Let's go to the, hmm. the comments oh. here. Uh, Kimba said she needs to go back and watch the Jehovah's Witness episode. She has some of those people that keep coming by her house. Yeah, definitely go back and watch that one. It was a really good one. It 
helped increase my knowledge, but also increase my compassion mm. for Jehovah's Witnesses. Our friend Juwad says, Happy New Year, my sweet sisters. I've missed you so much. May God fill your days with grace and joy in 2020. Uh, same to you, Juwad. Yes. I think Juwad has been with us since, since the beginning. The, that very yes. first horrible episode. Yes. He saw me in the braids. <laughs> yes. And is it true, Juwad, that you're in the UK? Didn't you tell me that once? I think that there was some episode where you said you were in the UK. If you are in the UK, it's already New Year. So happy New Year to you. Um, Annette is jumping on. She says, happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. And we want to remind everyone how they can jump into the conversation the very unique opportunity. We want to hear from you. We really want someone to call yes, in. Someone call in, please. Please call in. Please. Yes. So you go to zoom.us on the internet. So just type that into your browser. Uh, click on the join the meeting button and then type in that number that you see on the screen and you will pop into our Zoom and we can talk to you. You can ask us a question. You can hassle us. We just want to see people's faces. Yes. Join the fun. You can. Wish us a happy new year. Okay. Okay. Here's a question. Yes. Favorite moment. Well, favorite moment. I think definitely for me, the turning point in this year was when we had Jamal Bandy on the show. Mm -hmm. When we did the woke church episode. Um, I think for me, that was just such a huge moment because it was really the first time that you and I had had a public conversation about critical race theory. And when we, I didn't know Jamal, I had seen him on some other podcast and I just stalked him on the internet, got his email address and said, Hey, will you come on our show? I didn't know him from Adam, but he turned out to be a really great guy yeah. and a great guest really solid. Yeah. and very solid. Just, I love it that Jamal's just a regular guy. He's not a seminary professor. He's not a big published author. But like you, you know, just a concerned Christian mm -hmm. and wanting to talk about his faith. And so what are we doing here? I timed out after 40 minutes. But oh, I okay. So don't worry. All right. Well, we got yeah. like the. Uh... I know. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, the Jamal episode and that was I know that was a rough episode for you. Yeah, that one was rough. Because you maybe you do you feel comfortable talking about why that was so rough? It was rough because it goes against the views of so many of my friends and so many of my classmates back from school and my professors. Um, like this whole idea of of critical race theory as being um, non evangelical or a, a worldview that isn't Christian. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Somebody going to send me a message. They're going to come for me. And you know what? I think that that was a turning point for me as well in just being able to own truth. Yeah. Not my truth, but biblically, like this is what the word says. And being able to stand on that confidently. So it was a big step. I don't think yeah. people realize. Like they don't, they don't know all that we go through every week mm -hmm. in the show and how, you know, there's some topics that one of us want to do and the other one's like, oh, I, yes. I can't, I yes. can't do that in public. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm not firm enough about my position or I don't like, sometimes there's things you want to talk about and I'll be like, 
All right. Well, maybe we can find an expert that we can interview. I don't feel competent to comment on that or the reverse is true. You don't feel competent. And then there's some things that one of us feels passionate about and the other doesn't, but then you just get drug along. Yeah. You, you, you come along. To, look, this week you are coming along for the ride. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you have come along for many of my rides. So thank you. Yeah. Well, um, thank you. It's been a, it's been a, a good time. And in the beginning, we should probably also say like, you didn't, you don't have a production background. You didn't know anything that I was trying to, to nope. do. <laughs> nope. And she literally puts all the shows together. Like, her and Bob, they do all of the show. I'm just testing, uh, make sure it works. Well, see that one time? Yeah, um, it works. My biggest concern usually during the week is what eyeshadow I'm going to wear. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, there's a lot that goes into the shows. And so, um, I, well, I, I don't know that that's so true now. Yeah. Now I do more. Yeah. And I'm learning and I've learned a lot. But, um, but yeah. in the beginning. In the beginning, I was like, does my eyeshadow go with my shirt? <laughs> that was it. Yeah, but we slowly have been kind of teaching you like how to produce a segment, how to how to you know we do pitches to each other now, um, and it's just and been... by pitch she means when we're driving down the freeway on yeah. our way to work. Yeah. It's like hey, I have an idea for a show. Watch that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty close. To- how it goes, but we it. do a lot of show planning on our commute. Mm-hmm. Um, we this cake smells so good. I know it Sorry. really does. You got one hour and eight minutes left. Okay, mm. so yeah, I think that you've come a long ways, and I th- I think in the beginning you didn't even really understand. What I didn't know I, what we were doing. What <laughs> what my idea of the show even was, but as the year went on, you started kind of getting it, and and. So there was like a, a period there when we were just starting out where we had a lot of guests on the show almost every week because you were still learning and we were just trying to figure out like what it was. And, and Somebody else stuff. has to talk because I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> people, y'all don't know the struggle is real some days. Yes. But, but now it's uh, it's really becoming more and more like something that we that I look forward to. Yeah, we, like, we I share used to be the load. So together. nervous, yeah. and sharing the load together is huge. Asking you, hey, what are we going to talk about this week? Or yeah. I have an idea for this. Just coming to the table. But before I was like, oh no, <laughs> no, please don't make me sit down. So, I don't know who these people are. I'm a very private person. Yeah, you are. So everybody just seeing my face, being able to click on my face on YouTube or Instagram or something, seeing me in my vulnerable moments with my my hair setting and stuff. I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot even. But now, you know, yeah, it's not that bad. Here we are. Um, I can't see any comments, so let's switch over. <laughs> All right, we're we're a mess here. Juad, to me, the turning point in 2019 was when I met you. Oh, stop it! My online sweet sisters, I got honored by getting this chance. Oh, Juad, you're such a sweet Juwad, guy. Yeah, yes. Juwad, yes, Colin. Juwad, what's yes. going on? Um, but you know what? I, I, I would echo that that sentiment toward all of you as well. I think for us, a pivotal moment has been getting to have the interactions with all of you and to see your questions, people who email in um, or hit us on Facebook and things like that. That's yeah. been pivotal. It's been so faith building for me. I can speak for myself. Like for me, it's been faith building to, to know that what we're doing has had an impact yeah. on someone else. 
to know that, you know, someone who's struggling with their teen or with their adult child or people who um, experience racism because of critical race theory and things like that, the stories that are emailed in are awesome. amazing. Yeah. So in the spirit of me dragging you along, mm -hmm. I found this blooper reel. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go, folks. You can see me dragging her along. Here we go. This was several months ago. Let's see you. Hey, everyone. Are you going to look at the camera? No, because I thought it was on you. We normally <laughs> start out. <laughs> and if you are right or left, I'm not necessarily calling you crazy. Let's not jump in our feelings, people. Queen Latifah had a song called Unity when I was a child. I love that song. <laughs> Just a random thought. It really is. But if you know that song, then you know that song. I love that song. Oopsies. All right. All right ready? Take two. So... As we were saying in the last program, is it, are, are you okay? I am. Um, sorry, but I was stopping her for a reason, and now I don't remember what my reason was because she went on so long. <laughs> hmm, how can I say it? Is that people become extremely uncomfortable, extremely... Oopsies, that would be me. Well, now we got to take three. Okay, three, go. two, one, go. All right, let's pick it up there. Let's keep going. I want the video. Well, I want to get into that in the next video because we're going to look at her blog post. We got to do another video. <laughs> I'm just saying. This is all for my me, people. Sorry. We need to have a sidebar. <laughs> we can't be doing no more videos. I'm tired of these videos. Somebody going to come for us. <laughs> all right. What and now. <laughs> oh goodness we, we getting from all ends people okay back to what you were saying <laughs> yeah I'm just saying you know all right <laughs> okay so she's lost the plot I'll take over no, so here no, was... as as we talk about truth wait, wait, wait. Wait a second. I gotta think about to I gotta think about dead puppies or something for a second <laughs> No, no, no. Ew, that's nasty. Okay. I am a work in progress. Let's pick up the video, people. Well, that kind of brings up a point that I want to get to in the, in the next video that we're going to do. <laughs> no, we're keeping in that part where I whisper. We don't need to redo that. We need to pick up from truth. Yes. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. We gonna keep that in. When you render that, that has to be in. Yes. Okay, here we go. Three, right. two, one. I'm gonna start talking. All right. And I think what's hard for... Oh, gosh. This is where it's gonna get, like... I can't get emotional. Yeah, no. <sighs> I'm so compassionate. Sorry. You're gonna have to go put on more powder. Because I just wiped it off. Yeah, you off. just wiped it off. And now your cheeks are kind of unpowdered. Go with it. All right. I can't tell any difference. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If nobody else enjoyed that, I, we sure did. People. This. Oh, this is us. This is us. Uh, um, well, speaking of we, digging things up here. Uh-oh. What are you pointing at? Oh, she's wanting me to, to look comments. at the comments. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to look at comments first? Sure. Okay, we'll go to comments. 
Oh, someone doesn't get it. That's okay. <laughs> Inside joke. All right. I loved it. Hilarious. Tracy said, yeah, it was just us fooling around. We were making a video. I think it was one of our critical race theory videos. And it was. It was. It was some bloopers. It was. But I was just really dragging Monique along. She's like, really? Are we doing this? Like, really? We have... <laughs> I don't know if it was late at night. Oh, I feel like Blue's Clues and you've got mail. Oh, Hello. Hello. I'm going to have a teenager there to help you with the technology. You can mute and unmute yourself. That's no, we right. hear you. Okay. Can you hear us? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Welcome to all the things okay. New Year's Eve edition. Okay, let's party like it's mm, 2019. I don't know. <laughs> that could be a Prince remake. That cake is right in front of you, Laura. Yeah, you can not... just eat the cake. Oh, I can cannot I... even wait. Let's see if I tilt my head, I might be able to eat the cake. <laughs> and how are you spending your New Year's Eve? Um, well, here on all the things, apparently. Awesome. No. Oh, everybody knows Laura Hartley. She was on doing our financial peace um, episode segment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that was my favorite segment. That was your favorite episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's a frequent commenter on the show. She should be like a power commenter. So if you could have like commenting ranks. Yes. Yes. So yes. you got you just got back to from vacation. Yeah, just saw you guys like a few days ago. I know. Yes. So that was awesome. Yeah, so we've been recovering and unpacking and uh, helping the dog to recover from being separated from us for nine days. All right. Well, now, what time is it where you are? It is 9.59, almost 10 o'clock. Okay, so you're a lot closer to New Year's than we are. Yes. Okay. Okay. And how do you guys celebrate the ringing in of 12 o'clock? Well, we have got glasses ready to pour the sparkling cider. And that's about as exciting as it gets. Okay. No fireworks. Um, so what balloons, is... Clowns. What, I don't know. What is the big thing no. you're looking forward to in 2020? Well, let's see. In 2020, I am looking forward to doing the gap study with... Krista and meeting a whole bunch of new people. Um, and, uh, oh, and Monique will be joining us. All right. There's my gap today. I'm going to talk a little bit about it here in a few minutes, but yeah, there it is. Bob's quick on the the, graphic. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to digging into more of what the Lord wants for me and, um, digging more into his word and dragging people in with me. Do you do do New Year's resolutions? I do not. I do try to make some goals. And so I've been trying to think about, like, did I actually meet my goals for 2019? I had a goal of reading two nonfiction books. And my reward was to read two fiction books. And I found I never got to those fiction books because I found more nonfiction books to read. So, um, but... Yeah, I read two whole books. I know Shelby is just absolutely amazed. I am, I don't know. I instilled reading in my children way more than I have it in myself. So uh, 
I'm not a very big reader. Do you have a recommendation for our viewers of a book to read? I do. I just finished in the car yesterday, um, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to reread that one. It uh, definitely left me challenged hmm. of what God expects of us as believers and um, what he's calling the church to. Um, and so I, I think it's a very powerful book to get us back to the root of scripture and living according to what we've been called to do. There you go. The book recommendation from Laura Hartley. And it, what was it called? A letter to the church? Letters to the church, which is based off of, of Revelation and the letters to the churches in the beginning of Revelation. Very cool. Oh, okay. Great. Wow. Well, thanks for calling in. Hopefully it'll inspire some other people to join the fun. Be inspired people. Join in. You can do it. Yes. Yes. Somebody else call in. Somebody else call in. (laughs) Well, happy new year to you. Happy new year. Happy new year. All right. Very cool. Um, so since we're, on the well, I'm gonna wait on that. Okay, so hey, you, can I talk about uh, digging things up here? Sure, digging things up. <laughs> so I was uh, I digging around. I was digging around a few things here, and uh, I came across this uh, nice picture. You guys. Oh gosh. And uh, Monique asked me to do a little experiment. <laughs> <laughs> She wanted to know what Krista might look like in, uh, how would you describe it? The the kind of hairstyle? Uh... A wig or a weave. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, anyways, I did a little Photoshopping, and I came across this uh, hairstyle here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I feel like you are so ready for Black Church. Yes. And then she gave me another one here. Yes, the bob. A... Yes. <laughs> oh, no. And then here's... Uh... Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. But so there... anyways, uh, so then uh, I got to thinking, like, well, what about Monique here? See? We can't leave her out. This is when things so go wrong. What, what could I do here for her? And so I remembered the very um, wonderful hairstyle by this lady uh, from... Uh, <laughs> What was that show? America's Got Talent. Yeah, it's Julianne Huff. Yeah, so I thought, what would Monique oh. look like with this hairstyle? So let's try that. <laughs> oh, you're a blonde. So, so here we go. And then I thought, what about this oh! lady? Yes, from American oh, Ninja Warrior. Really? The mom. What, what, one what, of the contestants. Yes! <laughs> so there we go. Oh, oh my oh. word. So maybe we can try a new hairstyle for 2020. I don't know. Wow. Well, there it is. There it is, guys. Oh, gosh. Um, Let's see. Reading comments, comments, comments. Um, Annette was sharing with us a pivotal moment from 2019 for her and just learning about the how many wolves are pastoring churches and head major ministries. I think that, you know... There's a lot of work that you and I have been doing in the realm of just trying to raise awareness yeah. about what people believe and what their positions are. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is that as we're doing it, we're not just vilifying people. I'm hoping we're just bringing clarity yeah. of where people stand and what their positions are. And we can have a conversation about agree, disagree, or whatever that looks like. But 
just trying to bring clarity of this is what this person is about, you know, because sometimes we see people platformed at conferences and we think, oh, that was a good talk. I yeah. like that. And yeah. we don't really know anything about them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Good or thoughts. what they really could be saying. Yeah. In New Zealand. Like, I think the whole a lesson for me is the use of terms. Because mm. I just usually like, hey, da, 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 da. And I think that everybody knows what I'm talking about. But now what I'm seeing. Terms like justice. Justice or, or racism or anything. Yeah. Um, and thinking that people, and not even in regards, I think, to social justice or critical race theory, but terms in general. Like, yeah. are we all using the same terms? Do we all understand what we're saying? Because someone can get before you in a pulpit or on a stage and say, hey, Da, 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 da. And it all sounds really good, but they could be using terms in a way that How, yeah. it is not like clearly defined or historically defined. Asking people and inquiring about, well, what do you mean by that mm -hmm. is, is really important. I remember I used to drive you crazy with that when you yes. first came. <laughs> yes, you did. Let's just be clear. What does that mean? Tell me a definition. Mm -hmm. Um. And speaking of that, I do want to, since we're kind of on the topic of controversies, um, I got a lot of inquiries a couple of weeks ago about all the happenings at Bethel Church. Yes. About the uh, hashtag wake up olive and the controversy surrounding that. And we had hoped to actually do a show segment about it a couple of weeks ago. And that was when I had the flu. Mm -hmm. And then so we were going to do it last week. <laughs> and, then and then we were, then, I had the flu. then you were yeah. sick. But I did record the video today, so it's a standalone video, and it is up on YouTube. It's called Wake Up Olive, Should Christians Try to Raise the Dead? And um, just kind of trying to explain what was happening there, but also explaining some of the misconceptions about Bethel's theology. Mm. There's often a misconception that they're a prosperity gospel when they aren't technically prosperity gospel. and people just have some misunderstandings about some things. So I just try to like, again, we can be free to disagree about mm -hmm. it, but let's just at least be clear and accurate to what they believe. And yeah. so, and a really good resource that I posted on my Facebook page um, in responding to all of this was Dr. Craig Keener's article that was in Christianity today and a very fine piece. And I kind of build on that in the video. So I want to encourage people to go check that out. My friend Jennifer actually just wrote to me while we were on the air here, um, just telling me that she really appreciated the video. So thank you, Jennifer, for the very nice comments. And and um, I think for me, that was definitely one of the lows this year was the deaths of my two very good friends, mm -hmm. uh, Gina Donnelly and Sue Dykes. Mm -hmm. And so this conversation about the dead and, and thinking about raising the dead is something that was just really on my heart to, to respond to because of just my own personal situation and what I had been through. And my friend Jennifer was saying something similar um, mm -hmm. that she had gone through with there's her dad. So yeah, there's Dr. Keener's article. If people want to go check that out in Christianity today, um, it was just a great biblical treatment on the subject. I felt like it was pretty fair and balanced. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Um, now I meant to ask you this earlier and okay. you've told us the unfortunate lows that have happened this year and, but I've been wondering what were the highs? This um, year for you? well, definitely launching the show in spite of that first bad episode. <laughs> uh, no, launching the show is definitely a longtime dream of, of mine and just 
having you being willing to be a partner in my shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, willing is one word to use. That's one uh, way to describe it. I think that that was definitely um, a goal met um, for me. Um, and I think just trying to continue on a path of getting healthier and doing what I can to, that was a large part of my project for the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, after Gina's death, um, I really sensed the Lord kind of working in my heart about taking my health seriously and trying to get to a better place. So those are kind of two big things for me this year. What about you? What were some turning points this year? Um, Highs or lows? Highs or lows. Goodness. Um, You know, I I saw on Facebook um, someone wrote 2019 just ask the question, but did you die? <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's kind of kind of it. Like it, it had many rough moments. It's like getting in that car with a friend and and they drive crazy. And at the end, they're like, but did you die? <laughs> like, you know, just you're still safe. Um, so I feel like 2019 was a, a roller coaster. Um, but I think there was a lot of healing this year. Um uh, trying to think of a high, like a, a specific, like that was awesome. Um, oh, I took a stats class. And that was super challenging. And it was sort of a high and a low. All it was a high and a low. But I got a B and um, I got a solid B and I felt you worked hard. proud of myself for it. Yeah. Uh, what else happened? Um, oh, did a, a Christmas toy drive for kids. For work? Yeah. And um, kids who wouldn't have had toys otherwise and got in. Gosh, hundreds of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of kids came and we brought in. I'd say 1,300 toys or so. And kids were able to get multiple toys and parents were super excited and grateful. I thought that was a, a big high. I'd been working on it since the summer. Um, what else? Not sure. I just, a I lot feel. Of, a lot of this year was like a year of recovery yeah, for, for you. And there were definitely um, small accomplishments and small things that I was like, oh, you know what? That's really good. But to be like, oh, I have this, you know, awesome and amazing thing. I'm not sure. I have to think about it some more. Our friend Juwad says uh, the most interesting episode of of the show in 2019 was the race issues. He also liked the woke, okay. woke church episode. Being a white guy myself, I'm struggling with the controversial history of my ancestors. Honestly, I used to hate them. Hmm. So... No, oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. I, yeah. I in in my experience and um having conversations with other white men, I've had conversations with people who express that same sentiment. Um I it's it's a hard one. Like it's hard to know history and to have to grapple with history and yet also live in the hope that you can make different choices. Yeah. That at some point down the line you are not your ancestors and you don't have to carry that shame. And um, I, I, I don't know, like there's just, to me, there's some point in, in life where you can, even if you can't detach fully from it, you can say, but I choose to well, make a different, to make a different impact. Yeah. I think, you know, Juad, from our perspective as Christians, we would make the point that um, in, in our faith, Jesus offers all of us an opportunity to turn at any moment Mm -hmm. that we can turn from walking in darkness and 
hindrance and, and death to walking in light and love and abundance and blessing of God. And, and in the Christian faith, that's one of the beautiful things about it is that we all have that opportunity to turn Mm -hmm. and the Bible calls that repentance and we can change our mind and start going in a different direction, including going a different direction from our ancestors and that we can get away from those curses and that they don't hold anything over us anymore. And that as Christians, the bond that Monique and I have through the work of Jesus is that we can be sisters in the Lord and that something supernatural happens for us that is a wonderful kind of bond between us um, that happens because of what Jesus did on our behalf, that we're, we're both sinners, we both need his forgiveness, and that equalizes us in front of the cross. And I think that's what's beautiful about um, the Christian tradition and our faith is that it's so anti the culture in, in culture. Um, we get stuck at oppressed and oppressor. We get stuck at, this is who your ancestors were. So this is who you are. This is what your country's done. And so this is who you are. You wear this skin. So that must be who you are. And in, in Christianity, it's not that I am not oppressed because I wear a darker skin than you. And you don't have to be my oppressor just because you have white skin. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Kimba, I just saw her oh, yeah. comment and she said, I think, I think Mo stayed on after that show. Was it? Yes. Was I it the co- Jamal show? I feel like it, it may have been the, the, the think, woke church episode. Maybe I think so. I okay. think so. I'm not taking responsibility for anyone in my family line. I have enough of my own mess. You better come <laughs> on and say that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you, Yes. Uh-uh. In Jeremiah, it says um, that no longer will the sins of the father set the sons, set the the teeth of the sons on edge. Right. So, no, in that new covenant, we will not be held responsible for the sins of the father. That's right. Uh, Tracy watched my video today, the Wake Up Olive video on raising the dead. And she her I asked her what she thought about it. She said, I believe that. Jesus can heal people and raise the dead, but I don't think he does it for everyone in the way that we want him to. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary of my point, Tracy, is that raising the dead is something that does happen. There's credible evidence for it, um, but it's not normative yet. In the new creation, we will all rise, but it's not normative. In this creation, we are all living in the post-fall reality of sin and that we do not have access to the tree of life, but uh, people do get raised from the dead. I mean, when you were in Africa, you, you know, people that were, who have raised the dead or, um, that sort of thing. It it does happen. Mm -hmm. So miracles in Africa are just different. It's not like, uh, I hope it's not like a hashtag. It's, uh, okay. Time to happen. You know, uh, one of the things that I keep going back to is my friend and her knee. And she played on the provincial hockey team, on the women's provincial hockey team. And she tore something in her knee, like right at the championship time. And church gathered around her because they had to do surgery. So she was out. And church gathered around her, friends gathered, 
prayed and there it was. And she played in the championship game. And that wasn't odd. It wasn't odd if your kids got sick and had high fever and should be in hospital or whatever for people to pray and breaks. And, but I also know that, that those are the only options in many cases. Yeah. yeah. Cause the, they don't have the abundance of healthcare that, that mm-hmm. we do yeah. here. So, but yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, interesting topic. Thanks for checking out the video, Tracy. I appreciate your feedback. Okay. So should we do this uh, other topic? We're at about 42 minutes. Let's give the phone number again. We want to have people join us. Go to zoom.us. It's not a phone number. It's not a phone number. It's not a phone number. <laughs> it's not. Uh-uh. Don't call us from the landline, people. Yeah. It will not. Just click through. on the giant join a meeting button and then type in that number. And Sorry. Zoom, Zoom is an app too. You can go download the app. Yeah, it's free. It's free. Download it, tap join a meeting, and then type in that number. And, and you don't you can... need any fancy equipment. If you have a mobile device, there's a camera built right in and a microphone. So that's yes, all you, you need. You can see that little picture of Abby and I sipping on our Starbucks. <laughs> that's us. That's us living our, our little lives that we, yes. as we do every day. Okay, we can. All of my notes that um, I wanted to talk about for this part are. Somewhere in your computer. Somewhere in my computer. All right. There it is. We're just going to wing it. Okay, it's that time of year where this is the segment we were planning to do last week. Yes. When you were sick. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. So you're going to give me a high five. I was like, yes. All right. It's that time of year, the end of the year, where people want to give. I wish somebody would give me a slice of this cake. Let's cut it. So want to. Right it smells now. really amazing. It's so good. I don't know. Yes, if I'm having this any, is but. the time of year where people want to give. They want to give back, and we should probably say that you work in social service mm-hmm. uh, right yes. now. You you currently work with homeless population, homeless and housed, just and under uh, underemployed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody um, would generally fall within poverty guidelines, is what we would call it, and every day. Since Thanksgiving, people have called in and are like, how can I volunteer? I need to volunteer because it's the holiday. Like they are so clear. I can, I need to volunteer because it's the holiday. Now you have November and December. That's the holiday. Thanksgiving, Christmas. What you think people don't need to eat, have a blanket, get a social service between January to November. But there is something about, the holidays and us realizing our abundance that I think highlights for others, the lack in some mm. other people's life or the poverty. In, in so then we want to get moving. So then we, and it's urgent. I talked to someone today and they were not happy with me because they wanted to bring their donation. And I said, no, because it wasn't, no. it wasn't donation. <laughs> it day. wasn't donation day. It wasn't donation time. Even though it was donation day, it wasn't donation time. And so now my problem, your problem has become my problem because you need to give your donation because it's the end of the year. It's the last day of the year. I must give my donation. And why must I take it? <laughs> I, I, and that could be a wrong, because she said, so are you telling me you don't want my donation? I said, ma'am, I need to just guide you to our guidelines. I'm sorry. These are our times of donation. <laughs> It, I mean, it, I understand that people want to give, but we have so many different reasons for wanting to give. Yeah. And that also leads to the question of, well, what happened in January to November, January to December? And is your donation for 
your own benefit so that you can get the tax write off before December 31st? Or do you have this deep desire to now help the poor because you've realized your own abundance? Ab- 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 yeah. Abundance privilege yeah. is not the word, the right word, but it's like people need throughout the year. So how are we as Christians Thinking about thinking about giving and what is our responsibility and all of that. And that's where this segment really came from in my heart is, you know, the word says that in Old Testament and Jesus requoted it in the New Testament, the poor you will have with you always. And so if we have them with us always, shouldn't we be doing something all the time? Not just in November and December. I don't know. Always thinking about them. So we have a couple of examples. Yes. So let's look at the first one is a news report. Now, you actually know somebody who works at this church. Yes, yes. Um, this church is called Christian Assembly, and they are in Eagle Rock. and Which is in Southern California. Here. Yes. And they paid off $5.3 million in medical debt um, as a holiday gift to the low-income families in their surrounding communities. So here's a video from it. Well, a holiday surprise thanks to parishioners at an Eagle Rock church. Thousands of people will have their crushing medical debt erased. CBS 2's Greg Mills explains. It's a Christmas gift that's a surprise to those who are giving it, and it's going to be a big surprise to those who are getting it. They don't know it yet, but early arrivals for worship at Christian Assembly Church are in for a surprise video announcement midway through the service. We are canceling all of the unpaid medical debt, $5.3 million as a Christmas gift to all of the poor in all 28 neighborhoods. Talk about a Merry Christmas. Church members are thrilled to see their Christmas gift will help thousands of L.A. County residents who can use some good news when they find out Christmas week their medical debt has disappeared. It's amazing. Like, that's an amazing Christmas gift. Here's how it works. Pastor Hughes heard about this group, RIP Medical Debt. They work with bill collectors and buy the debt at about a penny on the dollar. So Christian Assembly's $50,000 donation will actually pay off that $5 million debt thousands of L.A. residents are facing collectively. I feel so proud of, of us. I feel like it's a great example to set. Church members make a special donation each month, which always goes to those in need. And we particularly are focusing on the, the poor. Thanks to this donation, instead of debt collectors at the door, thousands of people will receive this letter in the mail next week. 5,555 people from Burbank to Glendora, all over L.A., will see their medical debt has been taken care of by these church members. Probably the biggest thing that I think we've ever done since I've been here at least, and I'm quite emotional about it. And what's really great, more than 5,000 people are going to get this Christmas gift, and right now they have no idea they're getting it. In Eagle Rock, Greg Mills, CBS 2 News. Okay. All right. That's awesome. I think that's kind of cool. Yep. There's that's one way to help the poor. Yeah. Okay. But and, it's pretty. I mean, they had to really plan that out. They mm-hmm. had a, they had a structure of giving, and they I mean they were really being quite focused, in, intentional. Yeah, intentional. Yeah. yeah. And then we have this. Okay. We can play the next one. Oh my. Rapper Blueface traveled to Skid Row. Making it rain. Mm-hmm. Skid Row is a a section in downtown Los Angeles. And um, this is how he was giving back. I think he's standing on top of a, was that a Benz Jeep? Oh, a Benz. And just throwing, causing all kind of havoc and chaos. 
No, no. We do things decently and in order. All right. We get the we get, idea. We get the idea. So this guy is a rapper, Blueface. I don't know Blueface. I, 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 don't, I don't know who he is. But um, his idea to give back was to stand on top of a car and just throw money out willy-nilly and basically cause people to stumble over one another, fight, and... Grab the money. Grab the money all on their own. Um, to me, that was not done decently or in order. Um, and it didn't affirm their dignity, value, and worth. It. I don't know what the real thought was behind that, aside from maybe a pu- publicity stunt and wanting to make himself look good. But I just think according to scripture, that's really not the way, the way so, to do it. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. Because when you made a statement earlier about being Christians, and we want to be concerned about the poor all the time. But here we have two very different kinds of examples of one is fairly intentional, thought out and structured. And maybe we could say the other one, not so much. much. Yeah. But we want to think about what does the scripture say? And and the scripture actually has a ton Mm -hmm. to say about the poor, but maybe we could just hit like a few um, critical points here. I think one is creating strategies to help the poor. And I think that Old Testament is specific with some of those strategies. So um, you look at the Old Testament gleaning laws in Leviticus, when um, the Lord instructs the people to not reap the harvest twice and don't take all the fruit from the edges of the field, but leave those things for the poor. There was a system and it didn't mean that they didn't have to work and they could just come and get things for free. But the poor who they had to have know, some sweat have, equity, as yeah, they call it. They, they could come and get that. Yeah. There was some kind of provision available to them. They could harvest the fruit even if they hadn't done the work of the sowing. Yes. But they could. They had the gift of the reaping mm-hmm. in that. And so how we might translate that into our current situation. I mean, sometimes Dave Ramsey talks about like the four walls, mm-hmm. you know, that people have basic needs of food housing, clothing, maybe transportation, transportation. Mm-hmm. so they can get to a job. Um, so the idea here of how can we make basic provisions? Now, you know, we might have to argue about whether or not a cell phone is a basic provision or, you know, what that is beyond those four walls, but um, helping people understand some of those basic Things, But I think what's important from a biblical standpoint is that these programs were voluntary, individual It wasn't things. the government coming in yeah. and, you know, taking over and saying, I'm going to take from you. It wasn't a Robin Hood situation. We're going to take from the rich to give to the poor. That isn't the, the biblical idea of support um, for those who are in poverty. It's very much a free will offering from the goodness of your heart because it is your responsibility as unto the Lord because it's something that he cares for. He mm. cares for the, the poor and the oppressed um, or the poor and, you know, those who may lack job, whatever. Um, I think that is that's his heart. And because it's his heart, he puts it out there for us and says, hey, don't forget about this. Make sure to care about this. Okay, so then maybe a second thing is about generosity. Scripture has a lot to say about a connection between 
being generous with the poor and righteous living. Yes. I want to say it's in Deuteronomy. Yeah, it's right here. Okay. Um, says if in Deuteronomy 15, 7 to 11 says, if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land of the Lord. Ah, sorry. Let me start again. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land, the Lord, your God is giving you, do not be hard hearted or tight fisted toward them. Rather be open handed and freely lend them whatever they need. Be careful not to harbor this wicked thought. The seventh year, the year of canceling debts is near so that you do not show ill will toward the needy among your fellow Israelites and give them nothing. Um, they may then appeal to the Lord against you and you will be found guilty of sin. Give generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord, your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. I appreciate this just because it, it, talks about the the generosity i think the generosity of of god toward us as his children i think that's something that that's just abundant and then the generosity that we are to display toward others one of the things and you can speak more to this than i can but um one of the things that that this passage passage specifically talks about is fellow israelites which i then taking maybe a transcultural principle and look at people within the church. Right. So then, you know, those who are poor within, with, among your congregation, yeah. don't be tight fisted with them. And so that makes me wonder, you know, is there a different provision for people who are in the church who are than those who are out of the church? I'm not sure. I just know that we do have commands to assist the poor in some ways. I think a couple of things that stood out to me in this passage and in scripture in general, when it comes to helping the poor is the personal connection element, you know, that we're not relying on a structure or a system to take care of something all the time. That if, if I'm aware of a need, if I see something and I know it's a legitimate need and I'm in a position to help, then I have some moral obligation Mm -hmm. to share um, the fruit that I have with someone else. And I think that it's a personal expression of love. Generosity is something that is repeated in the New Testament, mm-hmm. that it's a principle of holiness for God's people, but also that we care for our neighbor, even those who are outside of the church. You yeah. know, like in the Good Samaritan, um, there was a stranger. And over the weekend, I was talking to a friend and and. Um, they were, had stopped at a gas station and she and the kids went inside to get some snacks. The husband was out pumping the gas, got approached by a woman, um, that needed gas to get to the next town. And he just, you know, he wasn't really sure of the story and how credible it was, but he's like, just sense the Holy spirit prompting him, go ahead and put the gas in the tank. And he bought her a tank of gas too. Mm-hmm. And there was a personal connection a personal need he didn't know her as a stranger but since the lord leading him to to put the gas in the car and so you know we we have both it's the local church like in the medical canceling the medical bills they had a formal structure they had a giving plan they've identified the people that need it they they've identified that these are legitimate needs but sometimes 
you're just out on the street and there's the moment and you just have to obey the Lord and what he tells you to do. Well, and I think with both of those situations, the the level of discernment is still there. So the policies and things that or whatever the program was that the church put in place will offer boundary and discernment on some things. And then what your friend did also, he had to listen to the Lord and that's a level of discernment. And so I think that wisdom and discerning is important. You know, somebody could come up and ask me for a million dollars, but then the Lord told me to give you a million dollars. Well, you know what? I don't discern that to be true um, because I don't have a million dollars. But I think that it's important to, as the scriptures say, test the spirit to, you know, yes, we are to be generous, but we are not also called to be foolish. So how do we use wisdom Wisdom. as we, as we give? And um, I think one of those ways is to, understand maybe what's happening within our communities. Um, Ask your church, you know, Hey, what programs do do our, does our church have that give directly to the poor? What connections are we affiliated with that we know are legit and helping people? So then it's not my $10 on the side of the road to, you know, the guy on the freeway off ramp all the time who may or may not be using that in the most upstanding of ways. Sure. I think another kind of principle of scripture related to the poor is work Mm -hmm. that there's dignity in work. We were created to work before the fall. Mm -hmm. Work is not part of the curse. Work is part of human dignity of what it means to be a human person. Mm -hmm. And so um, there is, there are some verses in scripture that talk about if you're poor, part of the solution to that is work. Well, even Paul, I think, tells the Thessalonians, Yeah, you know, it's like when we came to you, we showed you the way, even though we didn't have to show you the way or we didn't have to work, we showed you the way by working, Yeah, by, you know, doing all of these things with you. It wasn't that they came and were just lazy. Yeah. And so. And that's it, not to say all poor people are lazy. No. I think that's a common misconception. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in some situations, people are poor because they don't work Mm -hmm. and they are lazy. Yes. And so we don't want to overcompensate and say all the reason all people are, all poor people are poor is because they don't work. That's not true. But in some cases it is true. Yeah. And the biblical injunction for that is work and Work. work hard. Yes. Yeah. Part of being God's people is working hard. That is a real thing in scripture. And that is, part of God's plan of how he set things up. So, so good things. Some really good thoughts. So when it comes to every day, helping the poor around us, um, how could we do that better? Going back to your first example of like, let's not just wait until Thanksgiving to be aware of the poor. Like what could we do year round in our awareness? Well, my first thing is um, always be aware of your thoughts about people because I think that impacts the way that you give. So a lot of people in my experience, um, in the conversations I've had recently, Oh, those poor people, they have nothing. They let me give now. Well, no, let's not, let's not move necessarily from a place of pity, but let's move from a place of empathy and, and also from a place of, um, what's the word? Like from a place of, I feel like responsibility and obedience to, to, to our Christian faith. And so understanding that people are created with dignity, value and worth, and they can work and not everyone is, 
the poor person that you may be thinking that they are. You know, a lot of people who go to food pantries or who need help with bill assistance and things like that are hardworking people. They just may not have the education or degree, whatever skill set to be able to get the job they need to provide the amount that they need. But that doesn't mean that they don't go and work hard. So I would say let's let's get off some of the assumptions that we have about people first and just realize that the poor we will always have with us. And what is my responsibility? Um, And and some of the 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 things that we can do, like I'm such an advocate for like creative solutions Mm -hmm. for helping the poor. I'm always telling you, like, well, what about this? How can we never talk about this? You know, like maybe some food pantries also should have classes like financial peace. Yeah. You know, for the working poor of how they can manage their, what resources they do have better Mm -hmm. to maximize that. Like if we're really going to talk about a justice program, let's help the working poor really maximize their resources. I I think that could be a thing. And um, I completely agree with that. I think the more education and the more resource, the better. So what can you do? What can you offer, you know, in your local congregation or at your local food pantry or your local shelter? What kind of um, classes can you tutoring? Yeah. Yeah. Kids need that all the time. And tutoring is expensive. Yeah. Um, What else? Giving give to give to a food pantry, give to a an organization that, you know, is not going to sell the clothes back to the people who need them most, the people who need the clothes the most usually can't afford to buy them. Even if it's at a place like Goodwill and it's only a $4 shirt, they can't afford that. And they need to be using that money to buy things like food. And really finding out and assessing what the actual needs are. Sometimes we think, Mm -hmm. well, I'm doing a good thing because I'm donating. Well, maybe they don't need clothes donations. Maybe they need a different kind of donation. So partnering with whoever is in your local community and I think that's another principle is go local first. Yes. Go where you are aware of the needs. Start with your pastor, your church. What are they doing? Who have they vetted? And then work your way out from there. Yeah. Understanding the needs of the local community right where you are is to me always better than I'm going to go and give to X, Y, and Z mission and they do something overseas. And that's not to say that that's bad, but Let's make impact where we are locally and see our local community begin to thrive and then take that out to the next city and overseas and things like that. Um, And then I would say just ask, like, have conversations with the person in the pew next to you. How are you doing? Yeah, we we never know what people are going through. And people statistically are like, what, two to three paychecks away from their end. You know, if you have savings in the bank, that's awesome and amazing. But the fact is that the majority of Americans don't. And so how are you doing? How can I pray for you? How can I support you? Become acquainted with the resources in your community. And that can be as easy as looking online and just Googling resources in my community. All right. We got some great comments. So let's go out to our comments. Um, Kimba says, I wonder if Jubilee, the year of Jubilee, which was a year of canceling debts mm-hmm. that would happen every seven years, was the reason Jews started using charging usury, which is interest. I, I don't know if that's hmm. true, but it's an interesting speculation. Our friend Juad says, may you explain to me why Jesus uh, said that it is difficult for the rich ones to enter heaven? 
what was his perspective in this regard? That's a really, that's a really thoughtful question, Juad. And I think one thing to know about what the Bible says about the rich is that there are righteous rich people and unrighteous rich people. There are righteous poor people and unrighteous poor people. Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks about all four of those categories and being rich won't get you into heaven, but it also won't exclude you you. out of heaven. Yeah. Keep you out of heaven and same with being poor, being poor won't get you into heaven, but it won't necessarily keep you out of heaven. So we have to, what God really is concerned with is the heart. What I think Jesus is talking about in that saying about why it's hard for a rich man to go to heaven is because often the rich have a tendency to trust in their wealth more than they want to trust in God. A poor person has fewer options. And so they sometimes end up trusting in God quite a bit. And so, but that's not to say that the rich can't trust God. The real question that Jesus is concerned with is where's your heart? What are you trusting in for your salvation, for your um, entrance into the new creation? So that's how I would answer that. Do you have anything to add? No, actually I don't. (laughs) I agree. I do agree. Yeah. Um, Okay. So yeah. All right. Let's give the, uh, uh, hopefully we can get one more call. All right. Zoom. Zoom us. Yes. Zoom.us. Join, click, join a meeting and then type in that number. And if you have a mobile device, you don't need any fancy equipment. You can do it. You can do it. All right. Yes. Free Zoom app. Just go to the app store on your phone, type in Zoom, and there you will be. I live on I live on Zoom. I'm like on Zoom all the time. Not me. Mm-mm. I'm like, I'm not trying to have my face on the World Wide Web every day. <laughs> Anyway, all okay. right. Are we ready so, to cut this cake? We got um, 16 minutes yes, until midnight wait. in uh, New York. The New York. So. Yes. Oh my gosh! It is. Wait. No. Wait. Eight. Nine. Ten. Forty three. Never mind. I was thinking. Oh, eleven forty three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes. It, sometimes I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. That's I will okay. just go ahead and say that I'm That's more like a rounded spoon. Right. All right. Um, okay. Do you know so, what's happening in a few weeks? That's what, exactly what I was going to say. Oh. We're going to be talking at the Women Great in Apologetics mind. Conference. And we want to make sure that all our friends are signed up to uh, participate. Because you can go to the live stream. It is not too late. You can even register for the conference if you're in town. It's going to be in Southern California. But if you're not in Southern California, you can register for... The live stream. Yes. And I can't believe how ridiculously cheap it is. It's like, I don't know, like 20 bucks or something. It is so cheap. For the live stream? I think so. I might register for the live stream and I'm going to be there. (laughs) So you're going to get all the the main talks, the plenary talks, the worship times. So there's four keynote or plenary talks. You're going to get three breakout sessions. I think one of them that will be live streamed is our critical race I hope theory. So. Uh, hopefully we're selected. I think we're going to be selected. And the Q&A panel, I'm going to be on the Q&A panel. And so it's going to be an awesome event. Um, maybe invite some friends over and have a lunch mm-hmm. and just hang out for the day. Now, I believe Annette asked the question, um, 
if you can't watch during the time that the live stream is playing, because you sign up for the live stream, can you watch it at any time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it is live. You can watch it live. And then I think you get access to it for like up to a year or something mm-hmm. like that. So you can watch it back on demand. But I just want to really encourage people create an event, like get your women's group out to your house or at your church. And uh, there's still plenty of time to put together an event. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, about three and a half, four weeks away. Um, it's going to be a Friday night, all day Saturday. There's going to be a lot happening. There'll be breaks in between. So people can go to the restroom or get snacks, or you can have a conversation there locally. Um, but it's, it's an amazing event for not that much money. The, the content is going to be excellent and it's going to be all the speakers are women, but it's not just a women's conference. No. So it's just that all the speakers are women. Yes. So we are excited to be part of the lineup. So go check it out. Women in apologetics.com. You can register. And if you're in Southern California, it's not too late to register for the in-person event. It's yeah. going to be at Biola University. So whoop, whoop, Biola. Whoop, whoop. All right. Are we ready to cut right. this cake? Oh, my gosh. It is so just tempting me. 15 minutes. Okay. Who's going to come help us cut this cake? We've got to wait till it's not uh, New Year's. Oh, but hey. Okay. So. All right. Should we do we... my little bit on New Year's resolutions? Yes. Okay. Got a do few you have any? Do I have any? I don't know how I feel about uh, New Year's resolutions. I'm so conflicted about it. I am, like Laura said, I am sort of a goal setter. I do always take time the week between Christmas and New Year's to kind of set some goals for the year, to look back, to see what God's done. Um, It's always a popular time for uh, losing weight (laughs) and people have expectations of failure. Um, But I want to kind of encourage people about something and maybe not thinking about them as resolutions as much as setting a goal. Mm -hmm. And so there's a few things I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to share a scripture with everyone from Mark chapter 12, uh, verse 30 and 31. And this is a great verse. This is the two greatest commandments. So this is the law, not gospel, but This is sort of our standards or a summary of standards for our holiness is love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and with all your strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. And I wanted to encourage people to, to think about often we're, we're so focused on um, new year's resolutions and weight loss and health, but what could you do this year to help grow your mind? What could you do this year to love God with your mind a little bit more, to to grow your faith in that way? Um, how could 2020 be a year of learning to love God a little deeper with your mind? And so I had a few ideas. And the first one I want to talk about is reading through the Bible. Uh, my husband, Bob, the official button pusher, yes. has now read through the Bible. As of today, I got an alert. Seven years in a row, he's read through the entire Bible. It's pretty amazing wow, accomplishment. I, I haven't really been keeping track of that. Oh, so. yeah, I have. <laughs> so tell us about about uh, your Bible plan that, that you oh, use. Sure. Let me find the right button to push here. <laughs> Emily's trying to scoot <laughs> off camera. 
Um, yeah, the plan I like is called the Four Streams. Uh, uh, I didn't. I've always wanted to read the Bible through uh, all through the year, and I never really. Uh, it was has always been really difficult. But once I got the uh, Bible app uh, on the phone, uh, that's when it became very easy because there's so many different um, apps on there that you can choose. And so let's see if I can find. Well, I don't, don't have this quite ready yet. But uh, if you go to Uversion, there's many different uh, reading plans. The one I like is the Four Streams uh, because uh, you every day you get um, you read some of the Old Testament, uh, New Testament, uh, Psalms, and Proverbs. Now, people, I need to explain. This man reads through the entire Old Testament once during the year. He reads through the entire New Testament four times. And he reads through the Psalms and the Proverbs multiple times. I'm just trying to get through Leviticus. <laughs> I mean, this is like the rock star uh, Bible plan, but it's pretty amazing. Why do you like this plan? Because that sounds like a lot of daily reading. How do you manage it? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a lot. Uh, but what's nice is I, I listen to it uh, through the, the Bible app. So if I'm driving or trying to fall asleep at night, I can get caught up that way. Um, or so you I can use an audio it. Bible. I listen to it or I read it or I read it as I'm listening to it. It just okay. depends on what I'm doing. So I just work it in through throughout my day as what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, that's what uh, that's how I do that here. In fact, let me see here if I could find here. It's four streams. Let's see if I could four streams. Uh, it's almost in focus. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Four streams. So you read through the New Testament four times a year so that every three months you're you're went through the New Testament and it's just. It's great, I, you know, because every time I do that, I, I something new comes up. So, oh, I never caught that. So, so uh, I love it. Uh, Annette says, "I want cake." So do we. So do I. Yes, <laughs> yes. Annette, I think it was you that asked the question about the live stream, and I'm not sure if you heard, but um, and I'm sorry if it wasn't you, but I really think it was you. Um, if you could watch the women, like, the women of apologetics, um, live stream after the event and you can just yeah. to confirm and rachel rachel's watching she says that cake looks really yummy it's gluten-free rachel yes it is even yes, the frosting is, is gluten-free as uh, she says this year for her, one of her goals is that she's doing uh cultural background studies this year with the bible good for you i love it that you're setting some goals um for this year now bob you mentioned the U version app we have um I think I have a graphic for that. I oh, want to yeah. mention some some other resources for people. So there's the U version. That's what it looks like. So you can just go on your app store and type in U version. It's a free app. There's lots of translations in there. And then some of those translations have audio Bibles. So if you want to read through the Bible and you want to utilize that audio feature that Bob was talking about, that's a great way to do it. And it's a great way to test out other translations. Um, I really like the NLT. New I, Living Translation. Yeah, New Living. Because growing up, I always read the NIV. So you get so used to how things are said. But then when you go to another translation, they say it in a slightly different way and just opens up new meaning. So. Okay. And then I also want to let people know about the Bible Project, which is another amazing resource. In fact, our friend Mike Gurney 
when he was on the show, said that um, a couple of his former students are the ones that are behind the Bible Project. Oh, wow. And these are some amazing creative videos that do kind of overviews of books of the Bible and themes of the Bible. And for the most part, I just always think like, yeah, this is great. Oh, look, they have a video on generosity. Hmm. Uh, just what we were just talking about. So the there's some great videos. So when you're starting a book of the Bible, it, it helps. Uh, my friend Laura recently said what she did was she watched the Bible Project video before she started the book. And then she watched it again after she finished the book. And it really gave her an appreciation for how the Bible Project videos like kind of make it hang all together. But it really helps increase comprehension. Mm. And, and they're very short. Okay. And they're animated and very engaging. Another resource I want to point people to is a podcast that I did back in 2013. It's still pretty timeless. Uh, it's called Points of Interest. It's on my YouTube channel. And if you go on SoundCloud, there's also a uh, playlist on my SoundCloud channel for the Points of Interest podcast. But it's where I go through the whole Bible. I still can't believe I did this. It was I had wanted to do this for years and years. I wish it was a video, but it's not. It's just audio. And I did an overview of the entire Bible as a podcast series. Oh, wow. So as you're reading, you can go through my podcast series and you can kind of listen to the podcast at the beginning of the week. And it'll show you some highlights to look for as you're reading through that week of readings. And so did this part of our church's campaign several years ago where they did a read through the Bible campaign. So I developed this podcast as part of that. So for all 66 books. Yes. Wow. So it's up there. I did it for 52 weeks. Wow. And I did it every week and I never missed. And I did it in some crazy places. I remember like recording one of them in the car while we were in Oregon on vacation. And I'm like, I just got to keep grinding these things out. So for 52 straight weeks, I, I did a podcast. Wow. And that was so, back in 2013. 13. Yeah. yeah. Quite a while. Yeah. So, yeah. So go check that out. Those are some resources to help you in your journey. Now, another um, idea that I have for New Year's uh, kind of goals to help you grow your mind for God is my gap group, which Laura mentioned earlier in the call. Um, Tell I'm, us about it. Yeah. I'm doing a small group. It's a virtual small group. So you can join from anywhere. And we're going to be reading through Natasha Crane's book, Keeping Your Kids on God's Side. It's kicking off in just a couple of weeks. What's a gap study? Yeah. Or a gap group? So gap is Natasha. And people might remember our friend Natasha mm -hmm. when she was on the show a couple of months ago. And so one of the outgrowths of her ministry is this grassroots apologetics for parents. That's mm. what gap stands for. Okay. Ga grassroots apologetics for parents. And basically it's a program to help equip parents to talk about faith with their kids. Do I have to be a parent? Like what if I, nope. am, okay. Cause nope. what if I'm interested in maybe being a parent one day? Cause I'm yeah. not a parent yeah. and I kind of signed up for the group. Yeah. <laughs> that, or you're just a person who's, who's maybe wanting to dig deeper into your faith. It's an excellent book. Okay. And even for you, like, in children's ministry, I would love to see some children's pastors in there, youth pastors, um, because we're really going to equip people to how to be in conversations about faith. So this is a great, very practical, structured way to have um, an opportunity to love God with your mind and mm. 
to go a little deeper. So I'm doing this virtual small group. We're going to meet once a week and you just read two or three chapters in Natasha's book and then we're going to get together and discuss it. So it's sort of like a book club and it's not going to be a bunch of heavy lectures. It's it's just going to be um, resourcing each other and supporting each other. So and then my personal goal for this year, so many of you were so kind. A couple of weeks ago, I posted a uh, video on Facebook of how discouraged I was in ministry. And you guys wrote me the sweetest notes. Some of you private messaged me of how encouraged you've been through the ministry. And so one of my goals this year is not to fall into despair. <laughs> this is um, something that I'm really going to work on because there are days when it gets very discouraging. So, all right, two minutes. Uh, yes, Tracy is commenting on the um, live stream tonight, and she has joined my Gap group. Whoop. Yes. And um, let's see. Just started to. Discover the book range. I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that either. Need to look that look into that. One book, one hour. I don't know what that is. Okay. You guys are just keeping us on our toes. Yes. All right, are we ready to cut the cake? Are we ready to I am say ready. happy new year? It is almost that time. Thank you to all of you yes. for all of your support this year, your encouragement, for checking out our conversation conversations. Share them, like them, and we look forward to great things in the new year. Yes, all the shares, all the likes. Definitely appreciated. But I think more most importantly for me, um, it's been just so amazing and fun to get to converse back and forth with everyone in our chats and um see bits and pieces of personality. That's been Yeah. That's and been this fun. is us. This is yeah, our real this, life. This is, don't play no <laughs> games. Yes. That's it. This but I'll, is... I promise I'll try. My my New Year's resolution is not to show up on the show anymore in, in, in braids than my hair set. That's my goal for 2020, people. You have a braid in right now. Well, that's different. Okay. There There's different braids. There, yeah. Yeah. Do, I like your hair. This... Can you do the ramen hairstyle? What's the ramen the hairstyle? The one from America's Got Talent? Nope. Nope. Uh, but I might, you know, I might braid my hair, do something different. seconds. Yes. We hope you have a blessed new year to yes. everyone, and we look forward to good things in 2020. I'm going to show the cake from Bubbles. Bubble Eight, juice. No bubble seven, juice on the cake. Six, All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! That is, yes. All right, here we go. Happy New Year, everyone. I am so excited. Are we going to cake? I don't know. Should we we let the children have cake? Yes. (laughs) I feel like it's every man for himself today. Right down the middle. Yes. Oh, are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. All right. We don't know what happened to the music. That's okay. We're still cutting the cake. All right, we've got plates. I'm going to be off mic. Just a little bit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are all your viewers jealous? 
Yes. And yes. Oh my gosh, it's so yummy. I can't wait. Happy New Year, everyone. There you go. Mm. This is the Mm. best. The best. (laughs) (laughs) Who's controlling the show now? He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's all down here from here. Oh no. Yes. Uh uh. Mm. Oh god. So I haven't good. had sugar in so long. Mm-hmm. Should we give the children cake? What do you guys think? You ate that one. <laughs> no, that's unfortunate. Mm. Okay. Here's here's one for Abby. It is so big. Woo! Hold on. Look at that. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay, here's one for Emily. Okay. <laughs> Things have gone downhill. We lost our music. Bob the button pusher ran away. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. That's it. Thank you. We will see you next week. We will see on you next week. On Saturday. Well, night. not even next week. We'll see you in a few days because yes. it's Wednesday. We've got to plan another show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care. We love you. God bless. Bye. <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs>